This is Saturday, September 16th. Are you a good dancer? Can you keep rhythm? Do you have the steps to prove it? I am not a good dancer. Pretty hopeless, you might say. Now, mind you, my wife has tried to get me onto the dance floor more times than I could count. She's actually had me take dance lessons. We've even watched them and tried to take them via video. But I'm still an oaf when it comes to that. Especially line dancing. We went to a line dancing class together. That didn't work either. Now, I've been told it's easy, but really, how do you think that makes me feel? Now, I mentioned dancing because as we read the ending of Jesus' prayer, we're given the privilege of seeing God on the dance floor. And yes, you should see him dance. I want to go to our text for today. This is John chapter 17, verse 20 to 21. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. Now, we've left for the end of our study this dynamic life of the Trinity. Now, of course, as soon as we mention the Trinity, we hear objections from our Jewish and Muslim friends. God is one, they tell us. It is true. We believe this as well. There is one true and living God. But what the scripture reveals to us is that this one God dwells in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Not three gods, but one God. Now we hear about the unity of the Father and the Son throughout Jesus' prayer. Why does believing in the Trinity matter? Well, there certainly isn't even close to enough time to cover that today. But I like to consider what we find in Jesus' prayer. It is filled with the love between the Father and the Son. Yes, the Father and the Son, they defer to each other. They give glory to each other. They share the life of the people of God together. You see, the Father gave the disciples and all the followers of Jesus to him. What belongs to the Father also belongs to the Son. Now, this matters because this is how life is ours. Because Jesus is God and one with the Father, he can extend to us all that he has through our union with him. That means that we also receive the love of the Father, the self-same love that the Son himself receives. Now, I want to get back to the dance. I use this metaphor because it, because it is the one that the church has used to understand the way the Father, the Son, and the Spirit relate to each other. They've said the life of God is perichoretic. That word comes from two, the word peri meaning circle, you'll hear it in perimeter, for example, and the word for the word choretic, where we get our word choreography, as in dancing. You see, the triune God is said to be dancing. Why? Because in dancing, you become connected with your partner. You move together. And in a circle dance, you are always moving to make room for the one next to you. And someone is always moving to make room for you. And the result is a dance. This is what the persons of the Trinity do in love for all eternity. Each serving the other, deferring, 
submitting, serving, honoring. You get the idea. And we find this reciprocal love from start to finish in Jesus' prayer. Here's Jesus. I glorified you on earth, Father, having accomplished the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. That's John 17, 4 to 5. The Son glorifies the Father, and the Father brings glory to the Son. Now, here's the powerful part, as if that part is not. (laughs) I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. That's verse 9. Yes, we are invited into this dance the Father and the Son and Spirit have been doing for all eternity. And yes, this was God's purpose in creating to begin with and in creating us, that we might ultimately be invited into the community, into the divine love that the Trinity now experiences. I want to return to my first question. Do you know how to dance? I'm a terrible dancer. My wife practically must beg me to spend time with her on the dance floor. And I think this is also true of us when we come to know God. Now, it's true we've already been invited into the circle dance, but we don't really know how to dance. But you know what? That's okay. It will be as we learn the love of God, as we enjoy the grace of God, that we will learn to love God back. We will find ourselves bringing glory to God and enjoying God, not because we must, but because we have been invited in all the way in. Our part is to live in the love of God for us, to see how God is constantly pouring his grace into our lives. In the beginning, it'll feel like we have three feet and we just don't know what to do on the dance floor. But over time, it will come. We will come to enjoy him and glorify him. We will seek his will as the son sought the will of the father and learn a submission to him that comes from loving and not by force. In all of this, we will be able to enjoy God and glorify God forever. Let's pray. Father God, we struggle to believe that we're loved and that we're yours. Remind us of your purposes in Christ to redeem us and that you have, and you've brought us into your family. Give us joy in knowing this and teach us how to dance. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.